0: Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha, and I'm so glad to be here with you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome back. I know we took a break um, last week, so everybody had a chance to grab the book that we're going to be working in, um, if you hadn't had a chance already, but hopefully you've got that now and you're ready to move on in the spirit of faith and in a spirit of truth. Um, my beloved is here. Welcome, honey. Thank you so much for being here with us.
1: Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure and a blessing as always.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Before we get started, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we love you and we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you that you are the one who opens doors for us and you are the open door for us. You're our open door and we love you for that, Lord. We exalt your name and we just take the moment to come into your presence, to welcome you to have your way and to hear what you have to say, Holy Spirit, guide us into all truth and teach us what you would have us know. Write your word on the tablets of our heart and cause your word to saturate us, spirit, soul, and body. Let your word get down into our hearts and also retrain our minds so that we're able That we're able to walk with you, Lord. That we're able to grasp what you're saying to us, not just with head knowledge, but with our hearts. Lord, we thank you for every day that you have granted to us and blessed us to be here on this earth. And we thank you for your loving mercies, your tender mercies and your loving kindness and for your never ending love and compassion and your dwelling with us, Lord. Lord, help us in the word today, and just minister freely, Holy Spirit. We thank you for that. We thank you for your your spirit of protection and your power for your people in the earth. In Jesus' almighty name we pray, amen. 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 Okay, so today's episode is called Source of Power. And so the, the fundamental of this is to understand whose name has the power, and the answer, of course, is the name of Jesus. Jesus's name has the power. And for us as his believers and as his warriors, we must understand the value, how much it's worth the name of Jesus and the volume, the amount of power contained in his name. His name is the key to our warfare and our effectiveness as his warriors. His name is not an afterthought. It's not a convenience, and it's not just something we say. It is the primary focus and the preeminent thing for believers, especially when it comes to walking and traversing in the earth and engaging in spiritual warfare.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So today's Springbird Scripture, scripture, we're actually going to read the entire <laughs> chapter of Daniel, chapter 4, uh, just because there's an important concept there that we need to understand um, look at, discuss and understand the tools that you need today are going to be. And as we go through this, um, this series, the source of power is the book, the name of Jesus by Kenneth E Hagan. Um, I have the legacy edition, which has some additional notes and, um, expanded mater- materials in there, just background information mostly, but still good to see. And, um, you know, just to see where other believers have already had success in the things of God and where we can grow as well. Mm-hmm. And then also you're going to need the charts from lab number nine, the, the ones that showed the order of authority in the kingdom and uh, just for a visual reference. So the first thing that we want to, I want to point out to you as we read through Daniel chapter four is that we have to raise our faith, the level of faith that we have in the power of God. And we have to position our level, our faith in the power of God and our understanding, our thoughts about the power of God above the perceived power and strongholds of the adversary. So basically raise your faith in the name of Jesus. So that it's not um, just something you say because you've always heard people say it at the end of prayers for meals or an arbitrary thing. But the the name of Jesus is actually something. And it is the power of God working in our Lord and Savior to do business and to have victories here in the earth. So we're going to look at that. Um, My love, will you go ahead and read it whenever you're ready? Absolutely. Please and thank you.
1: Daniel chapter 4, beginning of verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar, king to all the peoples, nations, and men of every language that live in all the earth, may your peace abound. It has seemed good to me to declare the signs of wonders which the most high God has done for me. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion is from generation to generation. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream and made That made me fearful. And these fantasies as I lay on my bed and visions in my mind kept alarming me. So I gave orders to bring into my presence all the wise men of Babylon, that they might make known to me the impartation of the dream. Then the magicians, the conjurers, the Chaldeans, and the diviners came in, and I related the dream to them, but they could not make its interpretation known to me. But finally, Daniel came in before me, whose name is Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God, and in whom is a spirit of the holy gods. And I related the dream to him, saying, O Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, since I know that a spirit of the holy gods is in you, and no mystery baffles you, tell me the visions of my dream which I have seen, along with its interpretation. Now these were the visions in my mind as I lay on my bed. I was looking, and behold, there was a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew large and became strong, and its height reached to the sky, and it was visible to the end of the whole earth. Its foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. The beasts of the field found shade underneath it, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches, and all living creatures fed themselves from it. I was looking in the visions in my mind, and as I lay on my bed, and behold, an angelic watcher, a holy one, descended from heaven. He shouted out and spoke as follows. Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its foliage and scatter its fruit. Let the beasts flee from under it and the birds from its branches. Yet leave the stump with its roots in the ground, but with a band of iron and and bronze around it. For for in the new grass of the field, excuse me, with a band of iron and bronze around it, in the new grass of the field, and let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and let him share with the beasts in the grass of the earth, let his mind be changed from that of a man, and let a beast's mind be given to him, and let seven periods of time pass over him. This sentence is by the decree of the angelic watchers, and the decision is a command of the holy ones, in order that the living may know that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind, and bestows it on whom he wishes and sets over it the lowliest of men. This is, a, this is the dream which I, King Nebuchadnezzar, have seen. Now you, Belteshazzar, tell me its interpretation, inasmuch as none of the wise men of my kingdom is able to make known to me the interpretation. But you are able, for a spirit of the holy God is in you. Then Daniel, whose name is Belteshazzar, was appalled for a while, <clears throat> Excuse me, as his thoughts alarmed him. The king responded and said, Belteshazzar, did not let the dream or its interpretation alarm you. Belteshazzar replied, My lord, if only the dream applied to those who hate you and its interpretation to your adversaries. The tree that you saw which became large and grew strong, whose height reached to the sky and was visible to all the earth, and whose foliage was beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in which was food for all, under which the beasts of the field dwell, and in whose branches the birds of the sky, and, excuse me, lodged. It is you, O king, for you have become great and grown strong, and your majesty has become great and reached to the sky and your dominion to the end of the earth. And in that, the king saw an angelic watcher, a holy one, descending from heaven and saying, chop down the tree and destroy it, yet leave the stump of its roots in the ground. But a band of iron and bronze around it in the new grass of the field and let him be drenched with the dew of heaven and let him share with the beast of the field until seven periods of time pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the most high, which has come upon my Lord, the king, that you be driven away from mankind and your dwelling place be with the beasts of the field and you be given grass to eat like cattle and be drenched with the dew of heaven. And seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows on it whomever he wishes. And in that it was commanded to leave the stump of the roots of the tree. Your kingdom will be assured to you after you recognize that it is heaven that rules. Therefore, O King, may my advice be pleasing to you. Break away now from your sins by doing righteousness, and from your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, in case there may be a prolonging of your prosperity. All this happened to Nebuchadnezzar the king. Twelve months later, he was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. The king reflected and said, Is this not Babylon the Great, which I myself have built as a royal residence by the might of my power and for the glory of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, a voice came from heaven, saying, King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is declared, Sovereignty has been removed from you, and you will be driven away from mankind, and your dwelling place will be with the beasts of the field. You will be given grass to eat like cattle. And seven periods of time will pass over you until you recognize that the Most High is ruler over the realm of mankind and bestows it on whomever he wishes. Immediately the word concerning Nebuchadnezzar was filled and he was driven away from mankind and began eating grass like cattle. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. But at the end of that period, I... Nebuchadnezzar raised my eyes toward heaven, and my reason returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are are accounted as nothing, but he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth. And no one can ward off his hand or say to him, What have you done? At that time my reason returned to me, and my majesty and splendor were restored to me for the glory of my kingdom, and my counselors and my nobles began seeking me out. So I was reestablished in my sovereignty, and surpassing greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and honor the King of heaven, For all his works are true and his ways just, and he is able to humble those who walk in pride. Amen. Amen to that. There's a lot there.
0: There is. There's a ton there. Okay. So what we're looking at is elevating, raising, and increasing our faith in the power of God over what we think The power of the adversary is or the power of any government is or any stronghold of the adversary we have to see it in our being in our mind and understand it that god is above all so the reason that we read that example is that it shows you the absolute dominance of god even though he's gracious that doesn't mean he's acquiesced his sovereignty or his power or his ability and um Nebuchadnezzar actually wrote this or this was reported after he came back to his right mind. Amen. And so that's why you see it start out in the beginning and then the be- the beginning of chapter 4 he sounds like Paul Peace be multiplied to you. He sounds like the believers in the New Testament after he's had an encounter with the Lord and God knows how to reach his people. But he felt like my government is above all. And now I just want to bring some things together for you so that you also understand that this is about God's dominion over the adversary as well, because you see Daniel praying in the same book and he's looking uh-huh. for an answer for god from god about a vision that he had and we get understanding as we read through the scripture that there was a wicked spirit a principality the prince of persia um resisting the angel who had been sent from god gabriel who had been sitting from god with the message and michael had to come help fight against that principality so the message could get through to Daniel who was waiting for the answer from God but God's even though God sent the answer the moment that Daniel prayed so just at the same time understand that principality was also working over here in Nebuchadnezzar and the pride and the arrogance that he had so we're seeing the complete dominion of God in that he is exalted above everything else and through the sinless life the death burial and resurrection of christ jesus all of the power of god has been vested in his name so there is a lot of talk and i'll say even beliefs in as you say my love christendom (laughs) through christianity and we spend a lot of time talking about what the devil's doing or what a government is doing and when we talk these entities up It's like almost by default we shrink the name of jesus and our hope and our faith in the name of jesus christ and in the power that he has
1: so in people's heart and in their mind the lord becomes smaller while the perceived power of the enemy becomes larger Mm
0: -hmm. and and we enlarge the adversary in our mind and we're not supposed to do that because he has no power he has been stripped of it many believers have had more faith in the power of the devil than in the power of the Lord, mostly because of misunderstanding, mishandling the word of God, and lack of use of the power of God. And just so you understand this, the adversary has no power of his own, unlike God, who is the source of power, right? Mm -hmm. The only power that the adversary has over any human is solely what that human gives him through fear, ignorance, sin, disobedience, and walking in unbelief. So let me say that to you again the adversary has no power of his own. God does. The only power that the adversary has over any human is solely what that human gives him through fear, ignorance, sin, disobedience, and walking in the flesh and unbelief. Even when you look back at the garden, The adversary could touch nothing. He had been there. He didn't just show up. He had been there the entire time, and he had no ability to do anything until Adam turned that power over to him.
1: Exactly. So if I I may, we're talking about spiritual warfare, Mm -hmm. and you said in this earlier, which is a a key point that everyone needs to to grasp, that the name of Jesus not only has the power, right? Mm Mm-hmm and what's contained within it, but it is a weapon for our use. Now, <clears throat> for for those in the military, right? We're still in boot camp. We're still in the, the basic training or in, in the green team prep portion of this, right? Mm-hmm. We need to understand our weapons, but also how to utilize them. When there is time, those downrange whatever, your weapon is with you always. You are constantly carrying it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it also must be properly maintained. So, I, and I say this, I'm using a natural example mm-hmm. to highlight our relationship with the Lord and the authority He's given us. We've been given this weapon. Those that have a relationship with the Lord, it must be maintained. It must, just like a a regular weapon, it must be cleaned, right? And it must be taken care of. Mm -hmm. You cannot mistreat it and then think it is going to function properly or serve you properly when, I'll say, you're in combat, when the threat arises, when combat or warfare is actually happening. Amen. So it's important for us to grasp this. Not only do we have to maintain or take care of our weapon, right Mm -hmm. Uh, our relationship with the lord but also not misuse it it does it serves you no good or purpose if one is not maintained or taken care of Mm -hmm. and then two you don't handle it properly Mm -hmm. mistreat it misuse it abuse it whatever the case is Mm -hmm. and then think somehow it's going to help get you out of a jam Mm -hmm. it doesn't work it in the natural it usually ends up failing Mm-hmm. And it ends up being catastrophic. Mm-hmm. How much more so in the spiritual realm? So for us, understand that. Take care of it. Don't mistreat the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Don't misuse it, right? Don't misunderstand Him and the authority within His name that has been given to us. But let's learn how to properly handle each and every weapon. Let's just. We're just starting with this one.
0: Amen. And this is... Th- the thing about the name of jesus is is that it is the power so um on page two of um the book that we're that we're looking at the name of jesus by kennethy e. hagan it says um just reading up at the top of the page the question is do we have the power of attorney to use his name the word of god teaches us that we do teaches that we do jesus said we could use his name in prayer He said we could use his name in dealing with demons. He said we could use his name in ministering healing. In fact, that's where the secret lies, in the use of that name. Uh We have depended too much of the time on our own ability to deliver someone, when in reality, it is the name that does it. Amen. So when you're thinking about the name of Jesus, we have been used to working and doing things in our own name. And I'm just going to be very direct with you. When it comes to the things of God and spiritual things, your name doesn't mean anything. We we read the the story about the seven sons of Sceva. Uh-huh. They thought because we're the sons, of, they were the children of a high priest. We're special. We're Jewish. We're important. We're exorcists. Whatever you want to say about it, they thought they had some power in their own name. And the adversary quickly laughed in their faces and then beat them up, and sent them out
1: naked. Also because they didn't have the authority or, as you just read, power of attorney to use his name because they lacked relationship. So their, their statement was, well, by the name of Jesus that Paul knows.
0: That Paul preaches, exactly. Right. So they try to halfway use it but also because they weren't willing to submit themselves the arrogance of mm-hmm. coming to say well it's that name that he preaches but i don't need to submit myself to it so i'm actually coming in my own name and that's what he said that's why the adversary said
1: jesus jesus i know, I know. and paul i know
0: and paul i know because mm-hmm. paul didn't come going i'm paul i'm the jew the pharisee of the pharisees <laughs> he did not say that he came under the the authority of christ well, and writes, in the name of Jesus, yes, he had rightful authority, but he also had humility.
1: You right? That's why he writes repeatedly in his epistles or letters that he is a bond servant of the Lord Most High.
0: Amen. So he took his own name and set it aside, and donned and put on mm-hmm. what Christ has left uh, left for us. Um, and then I'll just read the bottom of page one. I didn't read that earlier. It says, all the power and all the authority that Jesus had is invested in his name. Amen. So the name of Jesus is more than wearing a helmet. It's more than taking up a sword. It's more than all of those things combined. It's actually the power by which those things work in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's the fuel behind it. It's the source behind it, because Jesus fulfilled everything, and God invested all of his power in that name, which is why he said, in my name, go. Okay. So we, we have to value and esteem the name of Jesus and appropriate the name of Jesus rightly. It's not a shoe. His name is not a trinket. It is the full power of God is invested in the name of Jesus Christ. So you have to get that right in your mind and think of it that way, because if you think of it as anything less when you go up and you face the adversary and you cast him out in the name of Jesus, you're going to wonder, did it work? Is it going to work? It's going to be a nail biter because so you're in thinking... in other words,
1: you will be doubting. And someone who doubts is unstable in all their ways.
0: Amen. There will be question in your mind and you will be rendered ineffective because you don't know the fullness of of what is contained in that name. And that's something that is essential to us. We have to get that in our hearts and in our minds. And then we also have to understand this. We are made in God's image and his likeness. And our job is to submit under his authority, right? Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Many people quote that scripture going, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That's not it. That's not what it says. It says, submit, therefore, to God.
1: That's the first step.
0: Resist the devil and then the devil will flee because all of the power is in God and God placed all of the fullness of the Godhead and his power in the name of Christ Jesus. So remember that it's his name that does the work. It's not my holiness. It's not my importance. It's not my position. It's not my um, piety. It's none of those things. It's my. It's God's name who does the work, and I access it by believing in the strength, the power, and the ability, the sovereignty, the importance, the unbeatableness of the name of God, the name of Jesus Christ. I mean, now back to Daniel um, chapter fourteen, verse twenty. I'm sorry, Daniel chapter four, verse twenty-five is something that's greatly important here. When Daniel was giving the interpretation of the dream, the Holy Spirit revealed it to Daniel and Daniel related it to Nebuchadnezzar. It says, they shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field and they shall make you eat grass like oxen. They shall wet you with the dew of heaven and seven times shall pass over you till you know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. So basically what they're saying there is, till you admit, <laughs> till you acknowledge
1: acknowledge exactly. that the
0: most high, and look at that, that description of God, not the high God, the most high. That means the top, the pinnacle, the mm-hmm. utmost, the most excellent, the most important, the highest, the most powerful. That is the Lord God Almighty, right, the Father, Son, Amen. Holy Spirit, the true and living God, till you recognize that this God rules in the kingdom of men and everywhere else for that matter. I
1: well, thought that's said a little later on.
0: <laughs> Go ahead, read it, honey, if you want to. Um,
1: I think it's the last verse, 37. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, and honor the kingdom of heaven uh, for all his works are true and all his ways just and is able to humble those who walk in pride. Actually, I believe it's It might be, oh, no, it's verse 35, excuse me. Mm -hmm. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing he does according to his will in the hosts of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth. Amen. And no one can ward off his hand and no one can say to him, what have you done?
0: It's like smacking his hand away going, what are you doing over there? No one is going to correct him. No one is going to challenge him and make him go, oops, I'm sorry. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. And what you just read in verse 35, the the inhabitants of the earth, but also um, it references the host of heaven. Let's see. The Absolutely. angel armies and the inhabitants of the earth. So that's everything in the spiritual realm,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that's everything in the natural realm.
1: And notice the spiritual is listed first. The host of heaven, and then the earth, the Amen. natural realm.
0: Amen. So... God has not relinquished his power and even verse 34 when it talks about the most high um, and honored him who lives forever for his dominion is everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation. Uh-huh. That means it does not fail. It does not fade. It does not wax. It does not wane. It does not weaken. It does not lessen. His arm is not short. It has not grown weak. He is 100 Percent full-on strength all the time, everywhere. And don't mistake his graciousness and his mercy for
1: weakness. Absolutely. That would be a, a huge mistake. But all those things, you list is also why the Lord himself says, I am the Lord, I change not.
0: Amen to that. So it is important that you spend some time meditating over this. Um, the, the little um, illustration that we gave in Lab 9 to show you the big boot. On the little devil is <laughs> to just to bring that to the forefront of your mind. Christ is overall. And I that picture, that um, little chart doesn't even do justice to the yeah, exactly. power of God and what is contained in the name of Jesus Christ. It does not do it justice at all, but it gives you a power um, a visual representation so that you begin to change your mindset. Well and actually
1: both. I'll say both the organizational chart, uh the one with the Little muscles, little muscle, muscly arms coming out of it (laughs) Uh and the one with the boot, because understanding his body, right? Christ in relation to his body. And he even says the scripture there in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. They will drink anything deadly and it will by no means harm them or hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover and then the other one in Luke 10:19 that behold I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and, and and yes it's repetitive but we need to understand this we need to get this in our spirit and just like you, we were talking about earlier in our heart and our mind truly understanding the name of Jesus as a weapon properly maintaining it through our relationship with him and as the
0: source of our power Exactly the dynamic almighty force that it is. And you might hear me when I pray, I say the almighty name of Jesus, where as some people might just say the mighty name of Jesus. Mm. Well, that's something the Lord corrected in my prayer. He said, mighty just says I'm strong, but almighty says all might Absolutely. <laughs> power. There's no equal and there's no superior to the power of the name of Jesus Christ. So keeping that in the forefront of your mind and in your thoughts to renew it, that your source is is the name of Jesus the power that he supplies is what causes us to lay hands on the sick and the sick recover not because I said I want it to happen not because I wished it not because I want it not because I tried it not because I did it not because mm-hmm. any other thing other than the name of Jesus is fueling and providing the power for it and he said it and we just tap in by our faith in God so see that the name as the expansive power source that it is, just like when you turn the light on. Yeah, light bulb is important, but it's nothing Mm -hmm. without the power source, Absolutely. Go ahead, Annie. And
1: that power source is backing up and supporting His will. What He is leading you to say, right? That's why you hear often in this ministry, say what the Lord says to say and do what He says to do. Amen. And then he's also giving the power source for those things to now occur.
0: Exactly. Amen. And amen. And the name of Jesus is what makes the word work in our mouth. Amen. That's the power carrying the power of God carrying it out is supporting that name right there. All right. So I think we're going to pause there for today, and I just spend the day and the the next few days meditating on that. God, your name is greater. The name of Jesus is highly exalted. You have dominion over everything. Yes, the government may try to tout itself as being oh so big and powerful and unstoppable and important. Un- important no, be- Nebuchadnezzar
1: tried the same thing, clearly.
0: Read the book of Daniel. He had just gotten finished trying to throw three young men in the fir- the fiery furnace, among other things, and God humbled him until he admitted that Jesus Mm -hmm. is Lord. So that's not to say that we're looking for God to humble everybody else. We're looking at God to change our lives. And we're looking to humble ourselves so we can connect with his power to do his will um, and connect with the name of Jesus. So begin exalting the name of Jesus in your mind. And um, take this little um, tip with you as well. If you can put a name to something, then verbalize out of your your mouth, his name and his power is greater, right? Chair, that's a name. Jesus is greater than that. Um, You can take that to as minuscule and to as what tries to position itself as being unstoppable, like a disease, and go, but his name is greater. If it's got a name.
1: Any trial or circumstance in your life, any situation. There's a description
0: to it. Absolutely. That's a name, and his name is greater. Amen to that. Amen. So meditate on that. Um, Read this over, Daniel chapter 4, and let the Holy Spirit get that down in your heart. We'll see you right back here for the next episode. We love you. God bless you. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love.
1: Want to know more about a day of
0: prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says Subscribe.